joke this time, though, because people tell me this is the most important one. Then again, they said that the last time. I mean, it's like getting a bill that says final notice. It's never the final notice. <laughs> If it were, you'd be like, good, I guess I just went to college for free then, bitch. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> um, I do have this question, though. So if your side wins tomorrow night, are you happy because of any particular policy that's going to happen or, or in any specific thing that you think will occur? Or is it just, and I know somebody, some of you want the word tribe banned. because no, it's, it's the a, most important word of our time. It's the most important concept of our time, certainly. Yes. Is it just because your tribe won, yay, and you get a feeling you, the endorphins rush through your body? I think it's more that than it is any particular policy. Particularly given the fact that a lot of the policies that are talked about the most are the least likely to be changed. Right, right. Abortion's neither going to be completely illegalized or legalized. You know, the immigration's probably not going to change. Anyway. Uh, so we've reached out many, many times to Gavin Newsom to come onto the show. We used to know Gavin pretty well, actually, and had a friendly relationship with him, but he is not campaigning, and yet he is, quote-unquote, running for the governorship of the great state of California. John Cox, on the other hand, the Republican candidate for governor, joins us now. He's willing to come on. John, welcome. What the hell's up with Gavin Newsom? Well, great to be with you guys. And you know what? He can't defend what's going on in this state. And I'll add to what you were just saying about which side is winning. You know, this is about the quality of life in this state. Gavin Newsom won't debate the issues. He won't come on and face me because he knows this state is now the number one for poverty, number one in homelessness, the highest cost state in the country. Housing, gasoline, electricity are out of sight. The roads are clogged and full of traffic. Uh, The schools are 47th. What the heck is he going to talk about? He's going to try to make it about a fight with Washington. Well, you know what, guys? Help is on the way. I am going to be elected the governor tomorrow. And it's not about me. It's about, like you said, it's not about who wins. It's about the quality of life in this state, which absolutely has been run down by this political class. And it's going to change uh, come uh, tomorrow. How do we break through the tribal thing? I mean, because a lot of that stuff you said is absolutely true. And, um, you know, such a giant uh, proportion of the homeless in the whole country end up in California and all that sort of stuff. But there are enough Democrats that just feel like, well, I'm going to vote Democrat because I always have and my family always have. How, how do you break through that? Well, you know, it's all about stressing the qualities of life in, in this state. You know, listen, for eight years we lived with uh, President Obama telling us that 1.8% was the best we can do. Now we have 3.5% growth. Uh, we have, you know, l- less regulation. We have a little bit of a better, you know, disposition in the rest of the country. California's recovered along with the rest of the country, but the trouble is we still have the same political class here that is keeping housing so expensive, it's keeping gasoline so expensive, and, you know, and, and it's telling us we're going to have water rationing. I mean, come on, please. We're sitting next to the Pacific Ocean. Israel is using desalination to turn a desert into an agricultural paradise. And we're going to sit here with water rationing? No way. Uh, I don't think the people of this state are going to go for that. And that's why, that, that's the breakthrough item, guys. People are going to look at their quality of life, and they're going to say, mm, you know, we've had eight years of this with uh, Brown. Newsom is going to make Brown look like Reagan. Uh, I don't want that. I'm going to go with something else. 
and that's that's me. Uh, it's about change. I don't know. In 30 years, we can look forward to a bullet train that'll whisk us from one sanctuary city to another. <laughs> It'll only cost us $200 billion. John, how do you run against that? What a deal. What a deal. You know, listen, even people in Fresno, I was there yesterday, they don't want this beast. They want economic development, but they want it the right way, organically, not a big white elephant that's never going to be used by anybody. You know, they know that that thing is just a, a monument to corruption. I'm going to end it the first day, and then I'm going to use some of that money to refund to everybody their car registration fees that they paid under this gas tax, which is also going to be repealed uh, tomorrow. And then we're going to get on the business of really repairing roads and bridges, but we're going to do it with using our money efficiently, just like I do in the private sector. Uh, government waste is really objectionable because people work hard for their money, and the idea that government just throws it down a rat hole is just horrendous to most people. And I think they're going to make that felt tomorrow uh, at the ballot box. Well, and you've made the point about how incredibly expensive it is to build a mile of road in California? Nonsense. It is. It is. It's incredible. Texas spends half what we do. And the roads in Texas are smooth as glass. Ours are bumpy as all get out. What's going on there? You know what it is? It's political managers. These politicians, they don't care what, you know, what kind of product they produce because they feel like the voters are going to keep reelecting them every single time anyway, no matter what they do. There's got to be accountability, guys. You know, I'm accountable every day in the private sector because if I don't do a good job, People go to my competitors. Well, you know, people, the politicians in this state have felt like they don't have much competition. That is going to change tomorrow. We're going to bring accountability and competition back to politics, and the result is going to be a better quality of life. John Cox, running for governor of California on the Republican side. Uh, The polls have you down. How important is turnout going to be? Well, you know, somebody sent me uh, a uh, kind of a uh, a retrospective on November 2016 with all these guys (laughs) saying, Oh, Hillary's a lock. Oh, this is going to happen. Oh, you know, you know, people should remember uh, Governor Tom Bradley and Governor Kathleen Brown. Do we remember those governors? Sure. Sure. I guess I see your point. Right. They weren't governors. I mean, you know, they were predicted to be winners uh, on Election Day and, and they went down to defeat and we were better off, you know, so. I really believe this is going to be kind of like Harry Truman in 48, uh, you know, uh, you know, the uh, surprises in uh, with uh, Tom Bradley and Kathleen Brown. They weren't uh, elected. Uh, You know, the people have a way of, uh, you know, kind of, you know, making the pundits a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, less egotistical. And I think that's what's going to happen here. I think we're going to have a big surprise tomorrow. All right, I'm going to vote four or five times, John. Good luck. John Cox, candidate for governor. Sure. <laughs> sure. Good luck in the final uh, final pitch, making his closing argument there. I wish him luck. Gavin, you still got a, a happy home here if you want to come chat with us. Yeah. Well, but get- he knows better. He doesn't have to I campaign. Would, you wouldn't either. You wouldn't. I wouldn't. Nobody would. Keep your head down. He's going to win. John Cox doesn't have a chance of winning. Gavin's oh, going to win. Oh, you're wrong. Um, the, the only thing Gavin could do is possibly say something that, that causes him a problem. Why Why would you be anywhere but in bed with the covers over your head today if you're Gavin Newsom? Right. Well, today in the last six months. All right. It's been astonishing. Right. You flip open your voter book, the candidate statements. If I'm elected, I'll blah, blah, blah. He didn't even file one. That's bizarre. I mean, that's that's unprecedented. 
Just don't say anything, Gavin. Well, I got to say something. I got to say I'll bring happiness and prosperity. No, just don't say anything. Don't even file a statement. <laughs> what? I, you know, I, uh, I'm not a really a political scientist, but I, I don't, I don't see how this ha- and this happens in blue states and red states where they're just so solidly one that uh, the same side keeps getting elected over and over, and it abuses its power. Right. And um and. How are there not more people willing to look at, hey, is the homeless situation getting better or worse? Are the roads getting better or worse? Are taxes getting better or worse? Are schools getting better or worse? Mm -hmm. How are there people not willing to look at those issues and decide, you know, we ought to try something different? I guess because you're just so sickened by the idea of voting Republican. Social pressure. In some states, it's the reverse. Yeah. And what was funny is California was a fairly balanced state until really the Bush administration. The Iraq War was a big deal. It's George hard, W. himself. It's hard to imagine another Republican senator in in California ever. Well, yeah, it's hard to imagine now, but these things change. I mean, one party rule will eventually run a government into the ground. It will become so scandal ridden, wasteful, abusive of the people that eventually it will be brought down. But is eventually this year, two years from now, six, eight, sixteen? Nobody knows. <clears throat> Nobody knows. Does it have to happen from within? Like a Trump running within the Republican Party that might tear down the Republican Party and you start over? Or do you think Nevada's going to declare war against us, you mean, or what? Well, does the, does the Republican Party at some point defeat the Democrats in California because people are finally want to change? Mm-hmm. Or does it have to change within the party people have agreed upon? Like Trump might be changing the Republican Party in one way or another. Yeah, Republicans weren't very happy before Trump came along with the Republican Party. Right. And then that allowed a Trump to happen. Yeah. I wonder. I I wonder, wonder too. That's a complex and nuanced question. You know, the most important election of my life, this texter says, I've got two kids under five. The election of who gets to do bath time each night is the most important election (laughs) of my life. That can be a big, big, that can be a big one. Bath night every night, huh? Kids get dirty. Yeah, sponge them off. Oh, be fine. Oh, it's fun. I love bath night when they're oh, yeah. little. Oh, yeah, me too. Loved yeah. it. That was not a trial. Although, you know, if you're at home with them all day long and you could use a break, I get it. Man, all the games we used to play, we had lots of fun at bath time. Now it'd be perverse. <laughs> it'd, be, so, it'd certainly be weird. So I've stopped asking. <laughs> it'd certainly be weird. They're 19, 24, and 25, by the way. If you're in there with a 20-something and a little rubber duck, and here you go. What do you think of this? Get out of here, Dad. You perv. I'm trying to clean myself. (laughs) This is very strange. So, social credit scores. China, yes. America, perhaps. How about this S? So you're worried about computers and uh, AI taking away, like, manual labor jobs, menial jobs? Sure. It might take away lawyer jobs. It's getting so smart. I got a good example of a test they did where the AI beat the lawyers. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I appreciate, by the way, all of you putting on such a brave face when you, I'm sure, know that we're only days away from being overtaken by a migrant caravan. 
I mean, they are beating this story like Whitey Bulger in prison. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, herg. He is a villain. Okay. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, I always have to remind myself that, of that, too, as more details kept coming out of Whitey Bulger. Oh, that's right. He had people tortured and killed regularly. So keep that in mind. Live by the eye pluck, die by the eye pluck. So did you guys determine... Since I was sick, has it been determined that clearly the prison guards allowed that to happen? Well, the, the fact that it was system? day one he got transferred, there's something up there. Yeah. And that's the second guy who got snuffed at that prison in not too long a time. Um, so, yeah, evidently that's where you transfer people if you want them off in West Virginia. Or he was in the federal Lahoes guy, right? So within the federal system, yikes. Um, and I, uh, I've definitely, at the very least somebody got tipped off. Well, sure. And I've determined that I am definitely as a libertarian against that. Oh yeah. yeah. Extrajudicial executions. Yeah. Or prison rape or any of that sort of stuff. But I mean, think about it. If we want to decide that a guy like him should be beaten to death as a punishment. Okay. Let's, let's pass legislation, vote on it, et cetera, et cetera. That's the penalty for that crime. Right. But we're probably not going to do that. Well then don't allow that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, I mean, because if, if I'm going to go that direction, I can think of a lot of people. Jared from Subway. I mean, there's a lot of bad, bad people in prison. But if the goons from the families and organizations that he had their guys killed and tortured um, decide, well, he's got to go. We finally got our chance and he's going to go. How hard do you work to prevent that? How much money do you spend? Yeah, because when yeah, I hear I'm... about when I hear about special protection for Bill Cosby or whoever, I always think. How much money do I want to spend making sure nobody bashes Bill Cosby when he was raping women for decades? Right, right, right. That's a tough one. It is tough. But, you know, you, you got to be better than your animal impulses. And unemployment is at a 50-year low. And the share of this Americans... This is Trump's America. And the share of Americans mentioning the economy as the nation's most important problem was at the lowest number... Um. That they've had at the Gallup poll since 1986 or something like that. So unemployment's lowest it's been in anybody's lifetime, but so is the caring about the economy. It's just, it's interesting. We've learned something about human nature with an extreme case that may never come again. Mm -hmm. Trump's in a bit of a pickle in that if the economy continues to be this good for the next two years, which would be extraordinary, he gets nothing from that. And if it goes down, obviously it hurts him. Yeah. Uh, retailers know this. Restaurateurs. Why is there no N in restaurateur? It's a crime. I know. Um, so, but they know it. Uh, bad meal, uh, good meal, you'll tell a buddy. It bad ought to be meal, a good you'll meal. tell 10 people. I came in and gave you $40 for it. It should be a good meal. All right. That's not my point. So, <laughs> well, that's the way you feel, I think. Right. That's what I was expecting. But you're fired up. I guess we expect a good economy. I expect to have a job. I expect all this. Right. The bad stuff, boo, get them out. Right, exactly. The good stuff, I'm not even thinking about the economy now. I want I got a different issue I care about. A couple of tech stories here. One I'll zoom through so fast because that's all it deserves. The other one, we may have to even reset tomorrow. It's so interesting. But uh, New York lawmakers are proposing a social media check before you buy a gun. Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams, State Senator Kevin Palmer's proposal would allow authorities to review three years of your social media history How's and one so, year of on. your internet search history. No, 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 no,
three-year review of social media profile would give an easy profile of a person who's not suitable to hold and possess a firearm. Who's making that decision? How wacky I'll do it. Do you, <laughs> how wacky do you have to be before they get to take away a constitutional right? Your search history. None of my none, none of your business. Hmm? That'll never happen. That's no, constitutionally that's untenable. Right. That's the one I uh I rushed through because it's New York. This okay. one is crazy. I had no idea of this. Thanks to alert listener uh, Deb from Santa Cruz for passing this along. It's in the Wall Street Journal, which I should read, but I don't read as much as I should. I subscribe to that one. Me too. I, I don't look at it often enough for my yeah, subscription. I know, especially their weekend essays. They're really good. Oh, but great. Listen to this. Two people call sus- customer service. Let me start again. <laughs> I just Here's my problem. I read so much faster than I talk. My eyes get ahead, and I want to say the word my eyes are on. I have to discipline myself to go word by word by word by word. It's very strange. Two people call customer service at the same time to complain about the same thing. One waits a few seconds before a representative gets on the line. The other stays on hold for many, many minutes. Why, Jack? Why? Um, I always just assume how busy they are. It No, at the same time. Hmm, I don't know. Two people. They call at the same time. It has to do with your CLV. It's, your, it's a rating known as a customer lifetime value that more and more companies really? are using to measure the potential financial value of their customers. So if I call company X and I've been with them for years, they, they're going to get to me faster than... And you spend a lot of money or whatever. Sure. Interesting. Credit card companies use the scoring system to decide what to offer customers who want to cancel their cards. Boy, I, I dumped a certain um, uh, provider of uh, entertainment over a satellite, and man, they, they were begging me. They were begging me. And I told her, look, this is a quote, I'm sure you value your time as much as I value mine. There is zero chance you turn this. Zero. None. Don't waste our time. She said, okay, I'll figure out if I want the paperwork. So a little, little harsh? Not really. I'm not. You remember the viral tape with the guy with the Comcast? Was it or right. I can't remember. It was that like was Comcast. Yeah, uh, credit card companies, uh, uh, wireless carriers route high value callers immediately to their most skilled agents. At some airlines, a high score increases the odds of a seat upgrade. Huh. Um, that's interesting. Sunil Gupta, who's a marketing professor at Harvard, never heard of it. Uh, who's researched models for calculating lifetime value, says the more profitable you are, the better service you'll get, period. These days, companies are resorting to all sorts of data and scores to size up consumers and predict their behavior. How are they knowing when I'm online? Just by my phone number? Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I call them, huh? It immediately ties to your whole history, and then they got a big old number. That's interesting, though. He's a 71. Make him wait. I'm not that good a customer, and I hate you, but you get to me later, so now I hate you even more. Eh, hmm. You're leaving anyway. What's coming up in your news, And then Marshall? I call, and they say, oh, Mr. Getty, <laughs> this is an honor. <laughs> Trump's final round of rallies. We got the Cali DMV facing federal investigations and an Alec Baldwin arrest update. Is he jailed yet? Am I safe for my children's sake? <laughs> coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, 
elections are historical in the fact that somebody keeps track of these sorts of things, but they're not all monumental, as in people will be talking about them for years to come. In fact, most of them aren't. For instance, people do talk about the Republican Revolution in 94. Why? Because Dems had controlled the House for 40 years. 40 years! That's right. When the Republicans and Newt Gingrich took over, that was a big shift. We've gone back and forth the last few times, so it's not, it's, it's not going to be that big a deal. And then Newt took a big shift, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Speaker of the House. So are you proud of that sort of commentary? <laughs> Having gotten a political science degree. Passes the time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump's getting ready to take off. He's preparing for his final campaign push ahead of tomorrow's crucial midterm elections. Air Force One will be touching down in Ohio, Indiana, and Missouri, where he's going to be joined by Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh. And judging by the early voting numbers, this is going to be a record breaker, at least in terms, again, of voter turnout. More than 30 million Americans have taken advantage of early voting to cast their ballots. That is a record number for a midterm election. I'm looking at that Florida governor race, man. That's what I'm interested in because I think the Dem wins, and he's currently ahead because he's running on a full-on, I'm a socialist sort of thing. That's going to make Democrats think that's who they should run against Trump, and I don't think that would work on the national stage. That's just my belief. Hmm. And so they'll, it'll be a... Uh, and it'd be a benefit to Trump. Wow. Wow. Okay. They'll draw the wrong conclusion. Yeah, that's what I think right. will happen. Yeah. You know, the uh, early uh, voting uh, turnout has been so large, I actually heard over the weekend, I heard a pollster say... If because the numbers are so hard, it is going to make predictions this time around more and more of nothing more than a crapshoot. Yeah, actually and, said that. I mean, then what's the point anyway? Yeah. Why don't we wait and see what happens? Uh, Iranian President Hassan Rouhani remains defiant as reimposed U.S. sanctions have been taking effect. He said on state TV today his country would continue to sell oil despite the sanctions aimed at crippling the Iranian economy. Boy, I was watching some uh, uh, pundits talk about this yesterday. It's really interesting. First of all, Pompeo, the Secretary of State, was going through um, what the dollar's doing, what oil's doing, that sort of stuff. We have really damaged Iran's economy Mm -hmm. a lot. And we're such a giant economy now that a lot of these other countries, they might not do business with Iran, even though they can now. Because it's not worth having the, the United States against you. Right. Well, and remember, it's about companies even more than companies, countries. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Very yeah. good point. That's yeah. what I meant to say anyway. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the companies, the countries might say, we're, we're going to ignore the United States and do business with Iran. But the individual companies in Germany, for instance, or wherever, might say, nah, I don't think we are. Right. Hey, Mercedes, you want to sell to the mullahs or you want to sell to the 350 million of us? For instance... California's DMV, infamous for long lines, ancient computing technology, and mismanagement of, and among, rudeness. Uh, of among other things, its motor voter registration program. You need to have Form 6F. What, what is that? You need to have 6F. The guy at the other window told me 6D. No, he demanded it. I fill out 6D. But I've been in line for an hour and a half. Come back when you have 6F. Now the Sacramento Bee is reporting. That'll be your health care soon, by the way. <laughs> You'll yeah. be standing there with one kidney <laughs> now this, in your hand. <laughs> now the Sacramento Bee is reporting those are not the only challenges facing the agency this uh, these days. The DMV is now the focus of federal investigations 
into DMV workers using computers to crack into citizens' confidential information to steal identities and clerks taking bribes to alter driver's license test results. Holy cow. You can bribe be... the clerks? Man, if I'd have known that, huh. I'd have done that years ago. Well, I... oh, wait a minute. This could be an enormous scandal. Unfortunately, it's going to come down a little too late to affect the election. Over the past seven years, at least 40 such prosecutions have been filed by federal prosecutors in Sacramento and Fresno, and similar cases have been filed throughout the state. Now, McGregor Scott, U.S. attorney based in Sacramento, calling the problems at the DMV a, quote, never-ending event. This is happening over and over and over again. Wow. We ought to get uh, Mr. Scott on to talk about that as soon as possible. Alec Baldwin may have slapped and not punched his alleged victim during an argument over a parking space last week. TMZ is reporting that law enforcement say the male driver who took Baldwin's spot told cops the actors struck him with his hand. Officials say that's more consistent with a slap and not a punch as it's been reported. Would you ever slap a guy? I wouldn't. I could see it. If it was, if I was gonna get physical, I think yeah. I'd punch him. I mean, that's very, very unlikely that I would do either. But it's a preliminary. So, hey, hey, careful there! You give it a little. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, and it turns out, if it was a slap, it might not be considered assault if the two men were in a shoving match. So Alec Baldwin back-channeled to him a certain check and said, "Yeah, it was a slap." So you can drop the charges. Yeah, and now I'm, I remember. Yeah, yeah, open hand. Yeah, in the heat of the moment, I thought it might have been more, but no, look at the uh, pan print on my face. It was a slap. In the NFL. Isn't that the way Alec Baldwin handles that? You write the guy a check and... Sure, probably. Yeah. yeah. In the NFL, Rams lost their first game this season. Touchdown by Thomas, 72 yards, and the Saints strike a hole in the hearts of the Rams in the fourth. Michael Thomas catching the catching a late, strike a hole, a late seventy-two yard. Or did they slap? <laughs> got a late seventy-two yard touchdown reception and celebrated with a cell phone and a throwback to another famous New Orleans play. And the streaking Saints handed the Rams again their first loss of the season, forty-five thirty-five victory. What would you have said, Sean? Because this would have been your catchphrase if you were ever a sports announcer. Better than Mama's milkshake. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I would like to interject that I think the Saints is cultural ap- appropriation of Catholic people. And I don't think they should be allowed to be called that. Chargers on Martyrs. Roll. They're cheapening martyrdom. <laughs> Den of Catholicism, <laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> L.A. Chargers on a roll in Seattle. They took out the Seahawks 25-17. to Yesterday's victory, fifth in a row for their Chargers. That's their longest winning streak since 2014. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. But the I'll way. utter the phrase L.A. Chargers the same day I utter the phrase Dallas Yankees. Please, Minneapolis Cubs. It's an obscenity. And I won't have it. An obscenity, you an say? An obscenity. <laughs> Computers are actually better than lawyers. So we're all going to lose our jobs thanks to AI. Stay tuned for that and other stuff coming up during the petering out on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. So most of the jobs that get displaced by computers or robots are menial, menial labor jobs, like the uh, the robot that makes burgers now that they've got some places. That sort of stuff. Sure. There's car assembly, which is, you know, medium-skilled-ish, right? Yeah, that's been around uh, for a long time. Uh, now the machines are learning algorithms that are becoming more sophisticated and even highly educated positions could be replaced by automation. Um. Law Geeks pitted its machine learning artificial intelligence against 20 human lawyers to see if it would f- how it would fare going over contract law. Wow. Each lawyer and the Law Geeks AI were given five non-disclosure agreements to review for risks. Fairly standard stuff. The humans were given 4 hours to study the contracts. The results were pretty remarkable. The lawyers took an average of 92 minutes to complete the task and achieved a mean accuracy level of 85%. I don't know exactly what that means. Does that mean you made 15% mistakes? or What is that 85% accuracy? Did you miss 15% of stuff? I would have to understand more about contract law to understand how you could even develop a standard like that. Right. So I don't know. But anyway, the, the artificial intelligence, the com- computer, as opposed to taking 92 minutes, took 26 seconds to review all five contracts, and was 94% accurate. Dang! So much for attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how these things come and go, huh? Attorneys, uh, they couldn't advertise, then they could, then they ruined America. <laughs> and all and all that is good and decent, and right. now they're done. Did there used to be an attorney advertising ban or something oh, yeah. like that? Interesting. Yep. And but, for good reason. And, and pharmaceuticals and doctors. And I can understand from a free, free speech standpoint. Oh, well, it's indefensible yeah. from a First Amendment uh, point of view. But The artificial intelligence tied with the highest scoring lawyer in the group in terms of accuracy. So it was as good as the best lawyer and did it in seconds as opposed to an hour and a half and could do it all day long and every day and never get tired and all that sort of stuff. So the price mm-hmm. would come way, way down, obviously. Very rarely takes a sick day. Right. Um, For some lawyers and paralegals that study contracts all day, every day, computer algorithms like this could replace these common positions. I mean, it's not going to replace a lot of your complicated lawyer stuff, but this simple stuff, which if you've ever been in this position, it's a pain in the ass. You have to take this piece of paper to a lawyer, drop it off for a day, pay him way too much, it seems. Now you stick it into a computer program, probably. It's as good or better. And super fast. Yeah, interesting. It's it's a question of how do you rate it, though. I mean, if, if you've come up with a deal and you're trying to make sure that, you know, in return for X amount of money, you have to do this and that, but you don't have to do that and this, and you want to make sure you're, you're paid and the bonuses are such and such. I mean, by the time you got all that typed into the, you know, the computer, this is how we want to, this is what we want you to look into. You've already looked into it. Yeah. If you know, know what I mean, because... Oh, it's just a standard agreement. I mean, doesn't actually exist in the world. Anybody tells you that, they're trying to steal from you. I don't know, but we're at the very beginning of AI. But yeah, I, clearly, that is an avenue where, uh, you know, it will change the world of law a lot. You already have your, you know, your services, your LegalZoom.coms and whatnot that can handle the routine stuff. Amazing. Oh. I ask people, and a lot of people say they're going to not watch the election stuff and just tune into us the next day, which is a perfectly good thing to do. I'm not saying because it's us, but 
There's no need to take it in while it happens unless it's your sport and you get a kick out of it somehow. Right. You're amused. I actually heard a featurette this morning on how uh, how to deal with the stress of election night. Oh, give me a break. And it was interesting. It was interesting from a psychological standpoint. You need to get into the flow, Jack. You need better stress is what you need. You need more difficult things in your life. No, but anyway, the the, the premise of the thing was dumb, but they were talking about you got to get into the flow. Something that captures your full attention but isn't too frustrating. They used Tetris, the video game Tetris, as an example. In fact, they did an uh, experiment with it. If it was set on the regular level, and you were into it, and it was challenging, and you were having fun, having some success, uh, stress levels went way, way down, and they put the the experimentees in a stressful situation. If they made it too frustrating, too difficult, it didn't help. Or if it was too easy, so it was effortless, it didn't help. It has to capture your attention. And that gets you through stressful times. Now, if that's tomorrow night, unless you're one of the candidates, again, you need new life priorities. <laughs> you need to lighten the hell up. But I just thought that was interesting. It certainly rings true. Uh. You know, if you have something to do, you, a hobby that really takes you away, you have to focus on it. That does reduce your stress a lot. You forget your cares. I keep seeing stuff, and I just don't know if I believe this is true or not, where I see, um, I'll see uh, these, these, these geniuses who got 2016 wrong, uh, say, if you see Alabama's sixth go for the R, it's going to be a long night for the Democrats. And I just think, how is that possible? Every time I hear that, I think, that's a load of crap. How could you possibly extrapolate from... Could be a sign of the blue wave coming, Jim. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, they try to set it up. Well, it's a good example of if blankety-blank is zankety-dank. But as we discussed earlier this morning, there's no money for local polling anymore because local newspapers are dying and local TV is not as profitable. And so what they're trying to do is take national numbers and extrapolate. But so often in these local races, it's... You know, because that guy had a reputation for punching an old lady, you know, back in the day. I'm against that. All right. Me too. If that guy got caught behind a barn with a goat over the weekend, that's going to change the voting. It's got nothing to do with Trump. Maybe the goat liked it. (laughs) Hey, kids. It's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Well, here's your host, Joe Getty. I'm just saying goats need loving, too. All right, let's get a final thought from everybody to put a nice bow on the show. Marsha Phillips, what's your final thought? Well, one thing I've noticed in the past, you know, I'd ask my friends if they were going to go out and vote. And a lot of them say, nah, why bother? Nah, I'm not going to. Not this time. Everyone I asked said they were going to vote, and every one of them was fired up about it. Well, the last midterm sent a record low. Yeah. So... We're going the other direction now. Wow, how interesting. Positive Sean, final thought. Yes, we have an exclusive first look at the tunnel being dug beneath the streets of Los Angeles, the boring company that Elon Musk led subterranean uh, infrastructure. Uh, There's a a walkthrough of the two-mile tunnel. You get your first look at it right at the Positive Sean blog at armstrongandgetty.com. Good stuff. Excellent. Michelangelo, final thought. Well, it's election time, and this is when I do my annual, or I guess my my election prank where I say polling place here and put a sign towards my neighbor's you know garage or something. <laughs> and watch the crowds you know show up ah it's good times isn't it uh, Jack do you have a final thought you'd like to share with us speaking of people being soft have you been like me today spilling your coffee and fumbling through conversations because of the time change 
No, you haven't. I read at least three different articles over the weekend of how to deal with the time change so you can manage your Monday and not spill coffee and stumble. <laughs> Whose life is disrupted by one hour change in time? When it goes to standard time, you say to your buddy, yeah, I feel pretty good this morning. And when it goes back to daylight saving time, you say, God, I'm tired this morning for about a day and a half. That's how you deal with it. You yawn a little extra. You notice it all. Uh, my final thought is, uh, I notice it when we spring forward. I just need every second of sleep I can get. Go to bed earlier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wouldn't that do it? <laughs> You're having it both ways. You're lecturing me on how to deal with it and saying nobody has to deal with it. Lies! I've caught him in his lies. Vote accordingly. Unless you don't know what you're talking about, then don't vote. Don't rock the vote. Rock the staying home, you ignoramuses. Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour work day. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us. Our, uh, it's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. We apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. The show's over. What? Bye-bye. You know how those red states stay so red? By sending all their liberal kids to coastal cities to study improv. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.